This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Previously on Homestale Radio. I don't know what that noise was. That'll be one for the intro next week. <laughs> I, no, I, no I, wasn't la- I wasn't laughing at Nick. I was laughing at, at you, Chris. I just find what? you quite funny. Wait, what I mean, did I do? Take nothing, just generally as a person. But anyway, on Palace, <laughs> yes. Peter Anthony said, uh, great game, greater result. Is greater a word, Nick? It is, isn't it? Greater than, less than. Yeah, of course it is, of course it is. Don't know why. Why do I even ask that question? Greater London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Is it a word? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it is a word, yeah. You, yeah, all right. Damn it. All right, we got there. We got there. Yeah, we got there, yeah. I just got, got to confused. know the superlatives, Chris. Oh, you're right. I do got do got to know my superlatives. Hennessy, Sean Connery, Hennessy should be given a chance. Hennessy, I did it as well. Just plays mm. perf- perfect through bar for... What was, was that actually you making that noise, Nick, or was that Mikey playing that noise from the other week? <laughs> no, it was me making that noise again. It's really off-putting to suddenly hear you. With a sort of satisfied moan while I'm talking. <laughs> am, I, am I exciting you in some way? Anyway. If it annoys you, I'm going to do it all the time. <laughs> it really is distracting. <laughs> you know, he showed the right instincts as I sent about yesterday. Um, obviously, you've got to play. Mm. It's, no, it's nothing. <laughs> is that, that's that noise again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even. Don't realize I'm doing it. <laughs> Getting old. All our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello, good evening, welcome to Homes Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I am your host today. Oh dear, in this special end of season show, it's special because I've got loads of the, uh, oh, we have to just keep this intro, we haven't got time to do another one, because I've got... Lots of the Homestay Radio crew in here, including Alex White. Hello, sir. Um, Tony Piers. Hi there. I've got your name for a second there, Tony. Sorry, mate. It's not very nice. I didn't mean to. It just happened. I've got Terence Ford. Good evening. <laughs> good e- yeah, good evening. It's definitely evening. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Uh, <laughs> and also Albert Curley. Hello. Hello. 
Um, so to keep things, to make sure they're not confusing, producer Mikey has instructed us not to refer to the fact that at the moment it's the afternoon, but you're listening to us in the evening, but we've got to say that like it's the evening, not the afternoon. And um, anyway, what coming up, we'll have a couple of interviews, hopefully, but they may not happen. I've just realised I wasn't supposed to talk about them. Um, <laughs> can you edit that bit out? Yeah, okay, all right, we, okay we have got interviews. <laughs> um, we're also going to be reviewing the game, but we're going to be reviewing it as we're watching it, but we're going to be referring to it in the past tense while it's happening. How about that? Yeah, you got that, Terence. This isn't My confusing head. at all. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, it's going to go really, really well. Just about um, as well as this and intro. Uh, yeah, I think, and then we'll be doing a little bit of season review kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, what else? What else are we doing, Alex? Any ideas? I think we're interviewing somebody. Yeah, well, I, said, I mentioned that as <laughs> that's happening. Stephen Browett? Yes, yeah, I think he's Browett. just about to join us. He is just about to join us. So that'd be nice. Um, Currently getting cut yeah. down by security. <laughs> um, I don't know, there'll be loads. There'll be loads of stuff. Um, we're doing sort of general season chat and sort of reviewing what we, how we think the season's gone. It's gone well, hasn't it? That done eventually, yeah. Eventually, yeah. we but, got um, there. It'll got be on. it'll be hours and hours long, and it'll just be chaos. But um, obviously, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the intro. Using brief next, yeah. Using brief is next. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is news in brief. Julian Sproni's contract has been extended for a further year until the end of next season. The shot stopper will remain in SE25 for at least 12 months. <laughs> following the activation of a contractual clause agreed by both parties. Crystal Palace can confirm that five players will not be offered new contracts and will be free to move elsewhere once their current deals expire in the summer. Lewis Price, Owen Garvin, Peter Ramage, no. Stephen Dobby and Jerome Thomas will become free agents in the summer after the club decided not to extend their deals. News in Brave. Brave. Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact. Nice um, view, isn't it? It's amazing. So I've never been, never been in here before. Have you not? <laughs> no. And they they did a Brighty meets Righty in here last yeah, week. Yeah, these chairs we stole from the one next door. Where they, these oh, right. the chairs they sat on. Yeah. Can you believe that? Ian Wright's bump. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not sure which one we've got. I might have Wright's bump. Yeah. bump. I just don't know. No way of telling. Anyway, thanks <laughs> for joining us, Steve. Um, of course, it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a great season, hasn't it? I mean, fantastic. First of all, just fantastic. I mean, last last day of the season. I mean, it doesn't almost the result doesn't matter. But um, well, what are we hoping for? there's a bit of money involved. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can finish twelfth, eleventh, or tenth today, depending mm. on our result and West Ham and Everton's, isn't it? I think. Mm. So tenth. I mean, if we get one point today, we've beaten last year's points total. And if we get uh, a win and the other teams don't win, then we we'll, then would have beaten last year's um, uh, what's it called position. position. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> league. I didn't with my hands. Uh, <laughs> league position. But um, either way, it's been you know, it's been a, even if we we lose today, it's been a fantastic season, especially from from where we you know we weren't looking too too great on Boxing Day. Were we? No, <laughs> no, exactly. It was a very worrying time. Yeah. But I mean, thinking back, I mean, last season obviously was was huge. We. You know, effectively, we over, we'd say we overachieved possibly fairly by getting 11th, although you know, some people say the table doesn't lie. But did you ever sort of expect to have such a similar season this year? I don't know about expect. I mean, hope, hope certainly. But, um, you know, you, you, look at, you look at the other teams. Most of them have got bigger budgets than us. They've spent more money on players than us. They've got higher wage bills than us. So um, I think Palace 
to be where we are now, five years on from buying the club, we've we've punched above our weight every season. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we were our first season, we were favourites to be relegated into League One, and, and we stayed up. And then we were probably second favourites to be relegated, and we, you know, we, we we did better. And then we got promoted when we were still one of the favourites to get relegated. Yeah. And then we were definitely the favourites to go down when we did get up and we finished you know amazingly under tony and this season again uh you know we we have outperformed most people's expectations i i you know i was i was fairly confident this season because i think we've got a fantastic group of players and i i don't i don't think personally that having the most amount of money and having the having spent the most on transfers, n necessarily trans translates into results. I think team spirit and togetherness and uh, a solid spine to your team is, is far more important than, than buying a, you know, buying a player for 10 million or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And obviously you see the great thing is the players are starting to get proper recognition now, you know, in, in the media and all that. Yeah, stuff you, look well. at, you look at our players, you know, you, you look at Balassi who was, who we bought from Bristol City Reserves and you know, he's one example. You know, Glenn was a free transfer. Mile was a free transfer. Julian's been here for ages. You know, these are players who are not multi-million pound stars, but but have shown that if they, if they play for a team and develop 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 in in that team culture, that, that they will become great players. Definitely. And they and they have done. And now, you know, you look at the England squad and you think, why is Scott Dan not there? Yeah. Why why is Punch not there? You know, why is Jamie, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd rather have Glenn Murray in my England team yeah, than Jamie right. Vardy myself. It's but, more um, goals, isn't it? But, um, anyway, I'm a bit biased. Yeah, we all are. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, of what what you do sort of around the club, obviously you're very involved in the ticketing side of things and yeah. that kind of stuff. What's been the biggest challenge sort of this year? I know there's a lot of people, I mean, pretty much no matter what you do, someone's got to moan about something, you know, be it loyalty points, ticket allocations, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's always difficult. I mean, basically, Steve... Uh, when we got promoted to the Premier League, Steve sold his business tag, and Steve is now full-time, total. He is the, the chairman. He runs the club, but I still um, help with, with 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 the ticketing side, and obviously the uh, beer festival is yes. my main event. <laughs> but uh, but uh, wine and beer is, is a speciality. But 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 tickets. I think you know because I've been going to Palace home and away for. Um, 40 years, whatever it is. Yeah, God, it's more than 40 years, actually. Wow. Because I've been going to all the games, home and away, and, and I have a feel for it, I think, you know, that's perhaps a role that I'm quite good at. Mm. So when uh, matches are announced, for example, we, we have to decide what allocation we take for away games. Yeah. And, w and we look at all the, you know, you get the feel for how many we're going to sell. Because in the Premier League, more and more now, you, you have to commit to a certain number of tickets. And if you don't sell them, like we've got West Ham drastically wrong if you don't sell them you have to pay for them so so West Ham away we had to pay for like 7,000 tickets that we didn't sell oh, so that's an expensive mistake so so we, we tried not to make that mistake at other games and I think yeah. got it right yeah no uh, guys have you got any? Steve what's been your highlight for the season this this year I say so far because we've still got one game to go the 10-0 the against Swansea at home <laughs> 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 um, I've well I mean, I had a fantastic time at Anfield last Saturday. I thought that uh, I thought that we played absolutely brilliantly. Second half, I mean, punch. I mean, punch. Punch just, you know, Stephen Gerrard's supposed to be one of the best players in the world. And, you know, 
Punch was better than him yeah. by a long way. Um, and and y y Yannick did, did his stuff again, and, and all the team performed. So that, that was a big highlight. Plus the atmosphere was fantastic up at Liverpool. It was nice that, that their fans appreciated our team, that our fans appreciated Gerrard. And it was just, it was just a re really good atmosphere, and, and they didn't even seem too upset about us stuffing them, which yeah, exactly. was nice. So that was a highlight. Obviously, Man City at home w was w was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed the win at the win at West Ham when you know Glenn uh, had a hand in it, everything, yeah. <laughs> scoring goals and getting Good sent and off bad. and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was great. But uh, but there've been there've been downs as well as ups. But it's it's been a really enjoyable season. Okay. Yeah. So 40 years of coming. Yeah. I'm just trying to work that out. <laughs> 1969 was my first game. I think that's 46 years, isn't Who it? Who was that against? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember what the game was. It, it was the Palace's first season in the first division. Um, you know, the old first division. Um, but no, it's all, it's all a blur. Yeah, so yeah. this is my 21st season, I think. And Liverpool last week, I've been debating all week whether it's the best performance I've ever seen from a Palace team. Yeah, um... I mean, w whenever people talk about performances and, and results and what's your favourite game, and I always go back to the 4-3. I think, I think that 4-3 at Villa Park, um, which was more than 21 years ago, so you weren't there. It was. Uh, the 4-3 the at Villa Park was the great performance, the great result, and, and made even more great by the fact that, that we lost 9-0 to them earlier on and our best player wasn't playing. So that... So it's funny, and, and the 3-3 three, three here last season was, it was a fantastic. So a lot of my Palace highlights are against Liverpool, even though in my 45 years of supporting Palace, we've we probably only played Liverpool for eight seasons, nine seasons, yeah. ten seasons out of those 45. You know, it's, it's not like we're, we're playing Liverpool every year, but I've got a lot of great memories against yeah, them. We really took that 9-0 to heart, because <laughs> since then we've been a bit of a bogey team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and to score, sorry, just to say... To, to do the double home and away and score six goals against Liverpool, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I always like the statistic I say to Liverpool fans, apart from the league, uh, sorry, the cup game that we lost this season, they've yeah. been to Sellers Park something like six or seven times and not won. Really? Is that right? Since 1997 was the last time they'd won at in the league? Sellers Park. No, oh, yeah. uh, oh, oh. oh sure. Oh. Well, they beat us in the cup this year. Anyway. Sorry, yeah. sorry, my bad. Um, so, Steve, um, yeah. Oh. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> oh and he's derailed my thought process, which is... I love it when that happens. Fortunately, Mike is going to edit that bit out so I don't sound unprofessional. That's right? That, right? That's definitely not going to happen. I'm sorry, I know what it was. Um, we're talking about, obviously, the 4-3. That's under Koppel. Koppel's got this, quite rightly, got this sort of godlike status. Sir, Sir Steve, Sir Steve he's, got, he's here um, today, by the way. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Let's get him on. Yeah, we'll try and find him. <laughs> Alex, that's your job. Um, no, but seriously, the, that was obviously a great, great team. And we, you had the celebration looking back. And, at that and also, that team, for me, is very similar to this team. Yes. That team, uh, Mark Bright came out of Leicester City Reserves. You know, like I said, Yannick had come out of Bristol yes. City Reserves. Um, you know, Alan Pardew came from non-league. Ian Wright came from non-league. There were a lot of free transfers. Apart from Nigel Martin, who was a, a million-pound signing uh, that team was a team that was put together for very little money had a fantastic team spirit and uh, had something about it that was palace it was a really palace team definitely and, and this team for, for me resembles that team and Alan Pardew as a manager although maybe his style is different from from Coppels 
but but Alan Pardew is a manager who really wants to be the manager at Crystal Palace and yeah. Steve Coppel it was Steve Coppel's first job as a manager uh, and he, he, he wanted to you know he, he, he really had something about him and he became an absolute legend as, as Palace manager, Coppel. And, and, and I think Alan Pardew, I hope Alan Pardew, is going to have the same effect. He certainly, you know, he wanted the job. He was prepared to leave what's probably a bigger club to take the job. And I think he's loving it so far. And, and we're loving having him here. So, Definitely. you know, it's, it's a great fit, isn't it? It is indeed. And that's, that's, yeah, that's where I was going, really. And it's more a case of a lot of people are saying that this is the best squad they've ever seen. And obviously, I can only go back to 1990 and try and compare the two. And yeah. It's a different game almost now, isn't it? I mean, I mean that, that team in, in, you know, the couple team, we went on to have um, Solarco played for England, Thomas played for England, Andy Gray played for England, Wright obviously played for England, uh, Nigel Martin played for England. So that, that team went on to, not, not only did it finish third, which probably will never happen again, because I think the top six are so rich now, you can't do that, but... But that, that team finished third in the old first division and half of the players went on to play for England, which is an amazing achievement, yeah. a really amazing achievement. If we, can, if we can do anything like what that team did, then, then we'll be very happy. Brilliant. Well, we're well on the way. Thanks a lot, Steve. We'll let you go now. Cheers. Thank you Cheers. very much. <laughs> All the best. Bye. The Eagles Element. News, views and reviews on Crystal Palace. www.theeagleselement.com so you join us here on Homestar Radio <laughs> once more. Well, you know that because you've listened to the introduction. This is... Uh, I hope you can keep that on the... Um, I think just to see what I have to fucking put up with every single week. <laughs> have we anyway, got, have we got a swear box? <laughs> we have to know, yeah. See, that also happens when you go in and out the door. But that's going to happen. We can, uh, we can deal with that. So anyway, it, guys, it's exciting. Look, we're watching the game. It's just the players are walking out and the crystals are dancing and everything's just the flags are waving. It's just amazing, isn't it? This is the most excited I've ever heard you, Chris. I'm acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm slightly intimidated by your anger. It's a lot easier to handle over an internet stream. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, yeah. In, in person, I actually I have to dial up the anger about 20% as well. I mean, the problem is, it's like Jolts doesn't care either. Look at that face. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hardest one to control. But anyway, um, right, so what our kind of plan is for this is we're going to be talking about the season in general, trying to watch the game at the same time, but also commenting, commentate, commentating? No, commenting. No commentating. No commentating on what we're actually seeing at the time. So, um, but gentlemen, before we, um, before we go any further, I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about the lineups today. Um, just as we're, we're watching Wayne Hennessy take the applause of the Homesdale. Is that something do you think we're going to be a bit more used to, Terence, since you're paying attention? Um, Padre was very keen to say the other day that um, Spironi will be here for another year and he's still our number one. So I think it's just a case of him getting a run out at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm I mean, honest. that's fair enough. And he also pointed out that if you do want to see Julian Spironi one last time, you've got to uh, get tickets for his testimonial. It's being played on a Tuesday got people angry and for 20 pounds it's got other people angry but <laughs> i'm not too worried about that myself but i'm looking forward to that but um it's not just not the only sort of well it's not a change from last game but it is a, a change from the expected uh lineup but um in defense breda hangland is back uh alongside scott dan ward and soiree are the fullback positions 
MacArthur punching Yedinak in midfield. Schumach, Schumach, hmm. <laughs> Ed, who's effectively he'll be sort of leading the line. Don't be Blassi, Blassi be doing that striker thing again. Do you think, Tony? Yeah, potentially. I think they did. They did it quite well. The formation, obviously, in our last match. Mm. So why not stick with that if it works? Mm. That's a good comment. <laughs> <laughs> This will, I'm sure this will settle down, guys. It feels a bit awkward at the moment. We can see each other, but I'm also trying to watch the match. It's really <laughs> quite distracting. Joe, um, you're on your phone a bit. Have you got anything to say so far on the lineup? I'm texting. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me alone for a minute. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. Don't <laughs> apologise. Tweeting. I'm not texting. I'm just tweeting. Trying to get some pictures out there um, for all the uh, all the people that listen to to our show in, on the, on a Sunday evening. Um, as most of you know, on Saturdays when I'm here, I try and get some photos out just before the game starts. Mm. That's what I'm trying to do. So but being rudely be, interrupted. And, and obviously, the uh, the listeners can now they can they can actually experience you live tweeting them photos, but in the past, <laughs> amazing stuff. Uh, While sticking two fingers up at us, which is happening quite a lot. Yeah, we're getting quite <laughs> a lot of abuse from the uh, from the Palace fans. It's best not to look at them. I'm well, finding from the kids in Block B. Yeah, there's some uh, some gestures coming along there quite <laughs> nice. To be fair, if you saw random people in the commentary box in better seats that you're in, you'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, maybe Tony, maybe. <laughs> Most anyway, of the abuse uh, has been coming from my family members, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is much more understandable. <laughs> Have you actually told them where we're, where we're broadcasting this from? From the, from the um, skybox? Well, yeah, Sellers we are Park. indeed. We're on the right-hand side skybox at Sellers Park. Other TV broadcasting companies are available. <laughs> of course. <yeah. laughs> and we, um, uh, we had Steve Brout over, um, and it's the first time he's been in here, and he was actually quite impressed. Yeah. Which was, uh, and, uh, and by the way, we are off. We are, uh, where we are, we are. Started. Yeah. Except, although, yeah. And uh, very early on, there's a header out from Suarez. <laughs> uh, now, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I've noticed that uh, Suarez has, in fact, the last couple of games he's, at, he's, he's played, he's actually been very good at getting up, uh, getting up for headers in that position. If anyone is a player of the year, what you would have noticed about Pat Suarez is he is one mean dresser. <laughs> he looked good. Can you elaborate a bit more on that? Because I wasn't there. It was a black shirt with a tiger trim running down the front. And if anyone watches Breaking Bad, a Heisenberg type hat. It nice. was beautiful. Nice. Very nice. That's You're a um, huge clearance. By yeah, can we, <laughs> can we... Uh, <laughs> are, we allowed to, are, we allowed to, are we allowed to commentate? It's not really something not really entertaining to listen to. Well, no, it, but it, it was something yeah. very noticeable at the Liverpool game, mm. the consistency that Hennessy gets the ball deep into the opposition half, which is something you don't get with Spironi. It's definitely be, one advantage he has over him. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see the, um, just the short distribution as well on, in that game. Um, there we go. I've got to just realise. Oh, just realised oh. I have a terrible view because of the gantry, and I couldn't see what was Shut going on with him. Um, go on, punch. <laughs> this go is going to be it. <laughs> so much for the no commentary rule. <laughs> this, this isn't working, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, we were talking about Pat Suarez. I've got to say, when he came in, we were all wondering what was going to happen. But I think he's, he's developing into the sort of player we actually were hoping that he's going to get to. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 you know, you've got to think. You know, we all knew he'd have a bit of settling in time and people were being really quick to judge about him. And we've talked about it a lot in the last few shows that, you know, he, you know, he would always have to settle in defensively. Offensively, he's, he's looked pretty decent from moment one and I've seen a lot of compliments about his crossing ability as well, which has been nice. Um, Albert, you're a, you've seen a microphone in your hand. Um, how do you think the game's gone so far in these opening minutes? 
I'm just hoping that I don't sound like a Dalek. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if, you get, if you get problems with your microphone now, you know I'm it's quitting. you. I'm yeah. quitting if that happens. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Um, well, we, obviously, we're watching a game here, opening few minutes. What The balance of play is very, very, very early on. It's but very balanced, I'd say. <laughs> That's fantastic. Brilliant commentary there. Both teams have had the ball. Yeah. Both teams yeah. haven't had the ball for a bit. 51-49. Yeah. But good intent from Palace getting down the wings early on. Chris, yeah, and uh, Hennessy and Hangerland have both played a couple of nice sort of touches out of defence. Um, mm. I think we're looking more of that. I think we're looking bright on the counter attack. I think that's going to be mm. going to be an intention. But talking about the season in, as a in general, the the kind of versatility. No, but why, why don't we? <laughs> we're about to. The, the versatility of, of Alan Pardew's tactics this season, for me, has been proven why he's been a Premier League manager for so long. Because he sets up each game completely differently, and, and a lot of managers have their identity and their brand of of playing football, but. He seems to change it so often, whether that's in personnel, formation, he just what he likes to. have we been playing? Four two three one, four three three, four five one, we've mixed it up. Three five two? No <laughs> And we're not playing. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey Joe, you know you know we did we did against Hull very briefly and it was awful. Uh, and Southampton at home we yeah. Neil Warnock when we were three 0 down thought it'd be good to go to uh, Martin Kelly. He thought they were Ferguson in disguise. <laughs> uh, the HF uh, turning up the noise, Joe, it's uh, great to hear, isn't it? Really? Like the Arthur singing to me. The whole of the Arthur. <laughs> the HF joining in. Yeah, they are there. Uh, there you go. Good stuff from the uh, from the boys in black. From the Arthur White Massive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about Joe Ward though? Because he set up a good cross he there. Looks well, good, he? but uh, he this season has it hasn't for me hasn't been a good season for him. It doesn't matter. He's got God on his side. <laughs> oh dear. And we can oh. religion and politics are not allowed on Homestay Radio. I'm going to kick you out. Of this no, but all seriously, it's, it's going to be a big season. <laughs> no God's coming in after the game, don't you? Um, it's going to be a big season for Joe Ward next season. I, I think so. I mean, I think you, you talk about the fact he's missed out on yet another England squad, you know, and you look at that, we talked about the England squad earlier on, and it was a very disappointing one, but for Scott Dan not to make it in head against some of those, some of those defenders, and you think for Joe Ward in particular not to get a full-back position, very disappointing, and maybe that's, that's a symptom of the fact that he's had a bit of a shaky time uh, you know in, in various games but, but playing in all those different positions do you think that's something that can actually help him or do you think that's something that's hindered him this season um, I think it definitely hinders if you look he was under Warnock he was just getting progressively worse at left back I thought um, since he's moved back to across the right back he's looked in the main comfortable with the, exce- the, with the exception of Ashley Young well, he centre mid as well a lot you know a few times this season and Keith Millen yeah. so. it's good to have the versatility but you want that if one of your best players playing in his best position because that's where he's going to be most effective. Do you I think the season as a whole for Joe Ward hasn't been anywhere near the standard he was last season? I don't necessarily think it's his fault, but I certainly don't. You know, there's arguments for Dan and to a lesser extent Punch and for England call-ups. I don't think I don't think Joe Ward can feel too hard done by. No, maybe not. Um, but then again, you look at oh, Gomez has taken a tumble there. <laughs> well, well, talking to centre forwards there. Shamak leading the line today looks kind of deep already. Um, yeah, on him, yeah, yeah. Again, leading so the line. You don't right have. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't. You got you got that target, but he's not. He's not as far up the pitch potentially as, as you like your centre forward to be. No, no, and he definitely is. You know, playing as the main striker today, which is we were wondering whether or not Balassi would um, would be up alongside him again. But Balassi very much starting wide left in this one oh. against Swansea. And yeah, I, I don't. I, he, he he's always impressed wherever he's played for Mishamak, of course. But but we we've, we've saw him really excel in that position behind a striker. So. I mean, you're a massive fan of him, uh, Terence, to the point where I get worried. Mm. 
Um, um, I, I'm particularly looking forward to him and Punch and getting close together today and nice little intricate oh. touches and getting very intimate in and around the Swansea defence. <laughs> they um, Against Liverpool, when the two linked up, they were terrific, weren't yeah. they? So you're certainly thinking that that's going to be an area for us to exploit. Yeah, they're certainly um, two of our most technically gifted players. Yeah. And do you think that's where we need to improve? If you're talking about this season as a whole, we've got to get more people of that sort of technical ability into the squad. Yeah, because if you want to unlock people down the centre of the park, that's what you need to do. You're going to need that cute little play which we just don't really have at the moment but as I was saying before the game you can double up on Zaha and Balassi and snuff out that threat knowing that we haven't got that much coming through the middle I've just seen that um, Jazz Richards is playing at left back for, for Swansea today go on son <laughs> yeah that's fine oh Jazz Richards is playing um, playing left back and I remember actually in the championship season when we got promoted me and you Chris had an away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Argument, who is going to be better, Jazz Richards or Joel Ward? And you actually said Jazz Richards. That sounds like something you're making that up. No, I remember this argument very clearly because it was the argument, wasn't it? Sounds lies. So, sorry about that, Chris. But, again, how far Joel Ward has come compared to somebody like Jazz Richards with the opportunity of playing first-team football? Uh, I think you're lying and making that up. Uh, you'll have to, if you find that recording, I'll, uh, I'll converse Do you with think you about Jazz it. Richards feels a bit inadequate today knowing that Maxi Jazz is in the <laughs> stadium as well? It's like, a, like an upgrade on just the regular Jazz. Oh, I, I can, well, I'm going to answer that question while we're waiting for Balassi to cross the board. Oh, oh great fame. Uh, is Will. Doing well. You have to edit out oh, these bits, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They might sound all right. Um, Joel was exclaiming, I don't know if anyone called that in the background. He hasn't got a microphone oh, near him. Like oh, doesn't need one. doesn't need one. It would appear um, that the Swansea players are suffering from the slipping curse that we've been suffering from all season. Pitch yep, again. Exactly. The we've got to talk is, about the pitch. Yeah, we have. Um, it, is, it, is, it is cutting up in the, uh, in the middle, definitely. As Yannick's put another little ball in there. He's doing well. He's suddenly got into the game, isn't he? He's beating his man, but yet again, the end product seems to be letting, uh, Good, uh, letting him down. We look to be getting quite a lot of space in down the flanks, actually. Yeah, they've, um, Swansea obviously flood the midfield, don't they, and play, try and play a short passing game. But in defence, that, you know, they're... They're a bit slow in the middle to get out wide, and again, oh. you can see it there with. Um, so, are Swansea responsible for everyone slipping over by flooding the midfield? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. How much of the ball so. have we had so far? It's been a against, fair the, amount, against yeah, the Swansea yeah. side. That oh, go on, Wardy. Oh. He does overhear across, does uh, Joel Ward. He That's does. one thing. Do you know what? Yeah, it's one of the biggest things that upsets me from that championship season. He, he constantly got down that wing and crossed balls in. I remember Hipswich at home, we won five, and yeah. we beat three men at once. We haven't seen that same Joe Ward. No, no, but he's, he's got, because that happens, he, I, I'm not sure what's caused the hysterics. You just said Joe Ward over hits a cross, and I just, nobody should tell God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
Classic. Um, yeah, yeah. But don't, don't <laughs> would have worked better with Jesus. It would but, have um, um, the people off mic, I'm hoping they can't be heard. We're Skybox! We're Skybox! We're Skybox! Don't worry! Oh. <laughs> what? Well, join in. So, Joe, once again, not really understanding the media in which he works in. <laughs> but punching, getting into the game again. Yeah, yeah, and look, there's a very high line here from Palace as well from the goal kick, pushing right up. Uh, it's, you know, we're... Really trying we're, to stop you know, the We're on the front foot here, definitely. But I've, I've noticed as well, Shamak's really getting into the game. He's putting a couple of really nice tackles and he's spreading the ball quite well, so... Yeah, it's, it's important he uh, gets involved very, very early on, definitely. Um, what, do we, what do we think of the centre of the midfield? So we've got Jednap back in, Ledley's out the squads today. And MacArthur, obviously, who won the Vice President's Award last week. Yeah, I think um, you've, this is going to be the, the talking point from the game, really. Every game Jednak's played, we've sort of failed to pass the ball exactly. A lot of people have put that on Jednak himself and, and you know, said that he's uh, causing that problem. And we've discussed it at length. And it's, this will be a game where we can judge that as it happens, really. At the moment, I've not noticed Jednak give the ball away too much. <laughs> Hold your breath. Just as he played, he's given the ball away. <laughs> no, but, but you, you get the Jednak selection, though, because although Swansea have been branded with this great great style of football, they do have physical presence up front. You look at the size of Gomez, he looks like three Zaha's put together. Um, and, and also Emnez off him as well. So you kind of get the selection. But look how high Jednak is now. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's, he's right. I think he's also... But he gives a little bit of freedom uh, to punch and to roam a bit more, I think. Uh, I've noticed Punchin's been much further forward than he was. Wilf has beaten his man every single time. Oh. We've been saying Where's as Glenn well, Murray? We've been saying as well that we mean? want Punchin to be playing much further forward. He's not, he's not going to play the Piello role where he's playing back and spreading. He needs to be yeah, forward. Yeah, but why not? He can times, do that. He? he can do that. I, I know what you're saying. I definitely know what you're saying, I think you know, you, you think of his, his shooting and his attributes that are more suited to being further forward. But he has shown that side to his game. Because he can completely yeah. run the pace of the game. The pace yeah, of the yeah. game can go through him and he can, and he can pick a pass. So that, I think, I think that's, that's where it's, the discussion point is, really, because Jednak, that means he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Jednak will sit there all game. And take the ball off of him yeah. one yard away and make sure <laughs> that someone can pass the ball for one. <laughs> that's it. What, what do you guys think? I mean, we've got Hangler, we've mentioned he's uh, in defence as well. What do, we, do we feel sorry for Kelly that, you know, finally we managed to see Kelly in the middle with Dan, which is what a lot of us were hoping is going to be the centre-back partnership for next year. And we've got Hangland in, not giving Kelly, I would have thought, give him a couple of games at least at the end of this season to try and gel a little bit and then work on it pre-season. I think it's a, it was a surprise to me, Tony, I have to say, for him, for him being picked over Kelly because I was thinking the exact same things. Give, give Kelly a couple of games in the centre-back and see how he does. But, I mean, you've got that situation with Hangland that Go on, Wilf. You know, he, might, he might leave at the end of the year. He's going to be offered another year, definitely. That's going to happen. Um, but but he may, this might be his last game for Palace, so there might be a bit of that going on. Yeah, I think I think Hangeland is is a good backup, and it just depends on whether he wants to play backup. But you know, he's he's, he's at the he's, he's at the wrong end of his career. I mean, we know that he's in his mid thirties now, so I think you know he's not going to really no. top Premier League team aren't going to take him on as a no, he, first choice centre back. He mentioned he's he's happy to play that role. He sees that you know his role is pass on his experience to other people now. Um, go on, Joe. Yeah, you're saying that, no, but I mean, at the moment he's he's shackling Gomez. Gomez said, and had any change out of him yet, and I can't see any change. You know, they're both good in here. I just think he looks we really. We are only twelve yours. minutes in, and he gives us gives us a bit of a bit of calmness at the back. You've seen twice he played balls across with players within ten yards of him. Mm. He's playing balls to our players instead of going backwards. But do you think do you think Hangeland is a first choice 
centre back, or what do you think he's first choice today, Tony? That's why he's playing. <laughs> but he's not been first choice all <laughs> season. Such a man. This is a huge. You, so, this is one match, very end of the season. We're already up. Arguably, doesn't mean anything in context. Well, of it the means table, everything about beating. If we beat this lot and results go our way, then we finish in top half of the table. Yeah. That means everything in the progression of the club. I don't think Pardew's um, just going to throw it away. Jump, jump in on that. The po- I think it's a good point. Um, obviously, Hangland isn't first choice, generally speaking, but today he's been given that role. But we have a squad but, full, um, of, full of first but no, choices. But to support what you were saying, Joe, whenever he has played, um, he's very rarely let anyone down. In fact, he's quite often been one of the, uh, the best players on the pitch for Palace. So, but, but, we need he, to get away from, but we need to get away from the idea that we've got a, a first team of 13 yes, players. Yeah. We've got a squad of players that are good enough to come in and take over. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, and, that, and that's what we, we have never had that, and that's what we're starting to get towards now. So when we've got Hangling, can come in and look as good as, almost look as good as Dan and Delaney. And that's yeah. what he's doing. He looks really good at the moment. Uh, just to uh, pick up on a couple of things, I'm going to try and give you a bit of a general ambience about, about the, the ground today. I just saw a guy with a Murray shirt picking his nose, and uh, he, <laughs> rolled, he, rolled, he rolled it and he flicked it on the floor. Very good form. He got a good distance. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Very, very impressive. Uh, just, um, yeah, and I'm also going to take this opportunity to say hi, Tav. Hi. Oh, you're right. Tav, Tav's here. <laughs> um, it does seem, though, Chris, the atmosphere is, is loud today, and ho- it's, it's, hopefully it's it'll be like this the whole match. Yeah, yeah, you hope so. Let's try and have a look at the, uh, my usual crowd in the after over there. They're suffering without me, it seems. They're, they're not on their feet they're uh, actually as much not. at the moment. Um, I can only apologise to Block W for my absence. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, Swansea, um, well, here we go. They're on, they're on attack. A little bit of uh, good defending good from Dan. So um, that gives me an opportunity to talk about Scott Dan. Ray! Oh, this is how we do it. Sam, just give it away. I mean, what a player this guy's been this season. Absolutely unbelievable. Well-deserving of player of the year, Yeah, I didn't, honestly didn't expect him to get it. I thought MacArthur would get it. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. But yeah. he has been, you know, the but fact he's been hasn't been put into the England squad is... is very strange, I, in my opinion. I think when you talk about Scott Dan and MacArthur, they're two players that played have played well all season, every I single game under both management, under under Warnock Jeez. and Pardew. <laughs> they played so well. Joe, when you swear, can you do it into the microphone? <laughs> um, but, but you know, the thing for me is when you see Liverpool pay twenty million for Lovren and a man you spend sixteen to seventeen, eighteen million on Rojo. How much is Scott Dan worth realistically? Because He's proven that he's better oh, than them every single day of the week. He could play for yeah. a top four team, in my opinion. But the frustration is until he gets proper recognition. But I'm fine. He's not I'm brilliant. He's, yeah, no, I am as well personally. That you can't really talk about his worth in proper terms because you, people look at you like you're mad outside of Palace if you say Scott Dan's worth twenty million quid. I think the thing is with Scott Dan is when you look at him, he doesn't look like an excellent footballer. Do I mean he doesn't have that kind of that kind of thing about him? But no, as a technical footballer, he's, he's, one, of those, he's one of those. Team. He's one of those players that he he doesn't put a foot wrong, but unfortunately he doesn't do the spectacular that you. I disagree. You I disagree. I do. I do. I disagree I, with I, that. I was here for the Villa game. Yeah. Just saying. Fair <laughs> dues. <I can't. laughs> put me in my place. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I go along with that. The only, do you know what? If you, if you look at it and you think, what's the one? You know, the one thing Scott Dan might be missing is a little bit of pace. He doesn't need it because he reads the game so well and he plays the game. It's all in front of him. But you you're know, the right guy next to him, though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, look at look. At, I hate to say, it, look at John Terry. John Terry's game has never been based on pace. It's been based on being in the right place at the right time and putting in the right tackle and, and sleeping that's with his teammates, misses. Putting, <laughs> <laughs> putting his head, put his head in the right place. That's what John Terry will always do. <laughs> yeah. 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 
His head, not his bed. Go on, Wilf. And I just want, again, on just picking up on something that just happened, Wilf doing some really good defensive work there. That's come on leaps and bounds this year. Yeah. Straight away from the Pardew era, the first thing that he got Wilf to do was, in his first couple of games, Wilf wasn't having much success going forward. But every time Bedouk Quayne says, oh, Hans had a brilliant spell defensively, yeah. which is obviously not your main priority, but it's something that needed add into his game. Yeah. And probably one of the biggest reasons he never made it at Manchester United. Yeah, you know? You're exactly right. Is that thing you can say, oh, Wilf... When we used to say Wilf had a poor game today, you'd have nothing else to say, would you? But now you can say Wilf didn't do it going forward today, but defensively had a, had a sound game. You're right. And that's key to a Premier, Premier League team. You have to have, you know, you, you have to all defend as a team and all attack as a team because you can't make little mistakes. You can't leave gaps of space. You have to be tight as a unit. And that's one thing, you know, that Wilf, as we said, has brought to his game and it's, and it's helped us massively. Yeah. Um, first proper look, really, at uh, Gomez, who's... Yeah, um, Who's Sorry. lined up today for Swansea? We, we were talking, um, obviously. Put your hand down. We, well, a, a bid was put in. Oh, dear, Hanglin heading the ball into Dan there. Uh, just a little moment, and the, that was never off the pitch. <laughs> Derailed my own conversation, but it wasn't. Uh, anyway, Gomez uh, has lined up. It's a bit confusing today because Emnez is playing as I'm well. I'm pleased we didn't sign player. Gomez. Yeah. I really am pleased we didn't sign him. Um, I just think we require a certain type of player, mm. and I don't think that's. Him for so us what, right So now. what kind of forward do you think we should get out? Cause I think I think I'm certainly the right mould, but I just pers- as a personality, I don't think Bafetimi Gomez is correct for Crystal Palace. Have you met him? Twice. <laughs> oh, that's a great corner. Uh, I can say oh, from Hennessy, it was into his hands right as a... The header came in there. Who was that? Who got that header? 24. 24 got the header in there. Jack Cork. Nearly Jack signed Cork. for Crystal Palace he on various did, occasions. He did, indeed, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jack Cork. We were just, yeah, right. I think it was Jack Cork. <laughs> Can we confirm that? Well, it was Jack Cork. Is anyone going to... I think it was Jack Cork. 24, Jack Cork. Yep, we can confirm. Tony's given us a programme to confirm it. It was, it was Jack Cork. <laughs> Chris, can you put a cork in it, mate? <laughs> hey. 20 minutes in now. <laughs> 20 minutes in. How do you think Jednak started? Um, I, you know, yeah, other than when I picked on him to say he had to get put a pass astray and he put one astray, um, he's done very well actually. I've, I've been watching him. He's, <laughs> Why don't you say he's, he's, had, he's just had an amazing now, shot? And that's a correct pass. He's, he's passed that back to Scott down without failing. That was there you go. Um, I, I think he's doing well. He's doing a good job in there. He's noticeably he's, he's less central than usual, and I'm not just saying that because currently he's sort of right of centre. Um, you know, and he's pushing up. He's pushing up alongside. You know, he's, he's sitting. He's the deepest of the central midfielders. But you know, he's he's right up the pitch. He's not. You know, and he's involved. That's a good thing. I think something that would surprise a lot of people tactically so far is that James McCarthy's been a lot further forward than Punchin has. Punchin's yeah. been sitting back next to Jednak. Really, McCarthy's been at you know bombing on. And I uh, said in the sorry in the Eagles Eagles Element article about James McCarthy next season. If he can add five goals to his game, five, mm. six, seven, eight goals to a season. You know, he's looking at going a very long way, but he just doesn't do enough attacking for me. Yeah, well, if you think about the system we usually play, obviously one of the midfielders is usually up, pushes up behind the striker. We've seen that Balassi and Wilf are, are very much wide uh, today. Um, so, they're not bad at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've, we've seen that the wingers... You know, oh, great tackle. Them, what a challenge. And, uh, and again, mate, go on. And we've <laughs> You're saying that into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, so, uh, obviously, MacArthur's been given the role of, of getting up there and getting, getting in behind the striker. So, you know, certainly his finishing will come into play today. Keep up, come on. There's a little bit, of a little bit of silence there. That was because Swansea were sort of looking a little bit dangerous and we looked a little bit hesitant in defence there. 
But um, some really nice play, actually, from Palace now. They're looking, um, you know, knocking the ball around really well. Shamak dropping in deep as well to try and get the ball moving. Zaha come quite central. Yeah, it's nice to see us playing this playing this way against Swansea, really putting them on the back foot. Go on, the Alex really hit a, hit a shot there from out wide. Should he have shot from there? Probably, probably with, not. But with four or five people in the box. If you're looking for the, uh, you know, looking for a Listen, any any Balassi shot that's on target is 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 worth <laughs> is worth noting. So, uh. oh, he's given a free kick for that. I think one thing as well you're saying, Chris, with the nice passing is it's something which we haven't seen from Palace. I, I certainly can't remember the last time we had a nice passing, flowing game. Liverpool, second half. No, I'm I think not talking about just today. I mean, as a season, as a period, yeah, we've never had a period yeah. where we were consistently passing, you know, attacking. We've always been counter-attacking teams, soaking up pressure or long mm. ball with, back in the day. But we've never been. I mean, just then, how many how many changes of passes do you think that was? It must have been. Nine, ten at least. Yeah, I think we got into double figures. Definitely, it is. It's part of. I mean, what Alex was saying earlier on about, you know, the tactical shift under Pardew. It's part of the the Pardew era. Is is just the way that we're. Um, but I, I also think that he's brought a different side of the game as well. So certainly, Sunderland away. We we played four or five balls over the top to Balassi. You know, yeah. it was it was all not. Route one from the back, but as soon as we got to the halfway line, we, we were knocking the ball over the top. I there's, think that's what's good about there, there is that versatility. Yeah, isn't we're, there, we're not, we don't have you know, what, what is plan A at yeah. the moment? You well, you yeah. under Kicks Warnock, it's long ball, you know, under <laughs> didn't have a plan and hit the counter attack, but you know, we, we play it long, we play it short, we play counter attacking. You know, I think it goes, yeah, it goes back to what you're saying. Pardew mm. takes each game as it comes, and I think that's um, it does, but I mean, it, there's definitely a bit of this whole thing of trying to put your, your stamp on the game. Um, I thought pretty much since I've followed Palace I've hated that we often play to the opposition and we never really seem to dictate how a game's going to go and we're really starting to do that and that's what that's what sums this season up for me um, it's, it's the season we've, where we've gone from being you know the, a, a team that, that, that tries to play the opposition to a team that Jason Punchian the, the furthest man back <laughs> heading the ball out well, from yeah. the back um, we've got to talk about Punch haven't we I guess definitely um, Best player in the team? Yeah, Techni- I mean, by the, by, by the, ta- by the time um, this show goes out, uh, he would have won the HF player of the season, uh, we've been told. So spoiler spoiler <laughs> It's not a spoiler if he's going out after. Penalty! Um, there's a shout for a penalty. Not giving it. Not giving it. Albert seemed angry with the ref. That wasn't me. I've <laughs> oh. got the gantry in the way. I can't see what's going oh, on. Yeah. I think it's interesting you say that, Chris, because we've said already, that if you look at the Player of the Year awards, um, MacArthur got the Vice President's Player, Dan got Overall Player of the Year voted by the fans, but Puncher didn't really get much recognition. And I think that's, it's nice, that, I mean, it's nice that the HF are going to recognise it for that, so at least Puncher can have something. And arguably, we'd say they're probably our three best players this year. Yeah, they're certainly, yeah, certainly three best form players this year. Um, I'm just very, very distracted by the fact that we're up the right end of the pitch, Terence. Um, what do you make of the events so far? Yeah, I think we've done all right. Um, like I say, Swansea like to get hold of the ball and pass it around, and we've stopped them from doing that and keeping the ball ourselves and imposing ourselves in the final third of the pitch. Corner comes in. Oh, Hangerland. <laughs> You're commentating, Ooh, mate. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm just getting excited. No, I know. It's really hard not to tell people exactly what's going on commentary-wise, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think one key thing to this as well is, I mean, we're 25 minutes into the game and, you know, every time I've seen Swansea come down the cellars, they passed us off the pitch. And mm. today we look like we're doing it to them, which is nice for a change. Yeah, I got sick and tired of losing 3-0 to Swansea over and over again. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I just... So, 
Get so distracted by gel. Is <laughs> <laughs> there any way you can shut up or get on mic, either of the two? <laughs> Just um, so the camera at the moment is in fans' faces. Has anyone oh, yeah. ever had it in their face? Not 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 deliberately, but sometimes I think you know I've, maybe oh. it's caught me in the face. Oh, you know, I've never asked for it in the face, to be honest, Terence. <laughs> We're not talking about cameras anymore, are we? <laughs> Well, uh, everyone's, everyone's clapping for some reason. Well, one thing that is clear is that um, Wilfred Zaha certainly has the beating of Jazz Richards down that right-hand side. He's he getting past him time and time again. He does indeed. And after that made-up lie from Alex earlier, <laughs> he said, I thought Jazz Richards was better than, was better than uh, Joe Ward. That is, that is untrue. I what do you think's that. worse, uh, Jazz Richards or actual jazz music? <laughs> um, on this showing, I'm afraid it's They're Jazz Richards. They're both quite temperamental. Yeah. yeah, and I mean... I'd say Jazz is more unpredictable than, yeah. than Jazz Richards is quite predictable. Jazz, jazz Richards, all he's ever going to be is a quiz question one day to Palace fans when you're trying to work out the whole squad that picked the trophy up at Wembley. Yeah, there, we there'll, be a picture, there'll be that picture of them all celebrating and yeah. there'll be a little ring around his head. And going, Who's this? Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, Classic. <laughs> Classic Hambo that was described as it. Because, again, Alex is off mic and we're all listening to him. It doesn't really work. We need, all need microphones or none of us. I hope for next season, get more microphones. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we have more microphones. We just don't have enough cables. Oh, they always do over here. Yeah. yeah. So this lot are not allowed to stand up. So anyway, we, we, we're, actually, we're, we're talking about you know, the game and the season as a whole. Joe, come on. Hey, you're off mic and you're just shouting about stuff. And I'm not. I've got a microphone. Got, you have got, now? I've got yeah. a microphone. I've got no, a microphone. I was referring to because what just happened. Because this is important. So the HF can stand up, sing, dance, do what they want, and yet the people standing, I don't know, or sitting, want to stand up 10 yards away and they're all being hassled by the, by the, uh, by the like, stadium security. Absolute bullshit. I cannot believe that. Well, there's uh, Joe not only swearing but uh, bringing up an issue that it seems to be very much his own. Maybe it's something we can come to later about sort of the stadium, the crowd, and the way things have been outside of the actual football pitch. Uh, maybe. I, I think it's to do with this being a little bit more family orientated over here. There's a lot of kids, yeah. so they try and make them sit down. I'd safe standing all the way. It deals with this problem. If you want to stand up, you go in a safe standing area. Yeah, and that, you know, that's. Goes, brings back the whole argument of why the hell have we got this situation where people are having to stand in front of plastic seats, you know? Which I, I've got constant cuts and bruises on my shins throughout the season from just, especially when we play Liverpool and score so many goals <laughs> all the time. Exactly. Yeah, but turns, aren't you thinking, don't you remember the sign that comes oh. up on there that, you know, it's, it's an all-seater stadium, do you not yeah. remember? We're, we are told the we're supposed okay, to sit okay. down. Well, I'm, having, I'm in the process of trying to get a refund on my Chelsea ticket at the moment for the ridiculous view. And the response back from Chelsea was, if you were sat down in your seat in the back row, um, I would have been <laughs> able to see the goal at the other end. And is it my job to make the people sit down in front of me? Absolutely not. The it's fact of the matter is, everyone knows in away fans stand up. I look across at the Swansea fans right now, not one of them is sitting down. No, exactly. So to sell £52 tickets in a back row... <laughs> 
<laughs> actually, so talking about that, if we look over at wow. the away fans, it's actually quite a good following there, Chris. I mean, it's a real packed away section. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. They follow, wow. they follow and support their team in good numbers. I know you're trying to distract from what the hell Albert just said, but... Let's just um, yeah. I can just well, see your blood. Your blood well. pressure must be shooting up now, Chris. I could just say I'm just trying to calm it down for you. You know, for your own health. Mike, yeah. did you take a note of the time that he said that? If anyone is actually offended by that, I'm sorry, but it was just a, it was just a joke, wasn't it, Albert? It was a joke, and it's, it's true. A joke. It's true. Yeah. If, if they're offended by it, we're offended by them being offended. <laughs> the views of Albert are um, not necessarily the views of Homestale Radio. <laughs> And wasted, very dangerous free kick position-wise, but they very much wasted it there, Swansea. Um, they got back into these things a little bit in the last few minutes, I have to say. Uh, so, Chris, that would be a good opportunity segueing into that. What do you think of the set, set pieces for the last, you know, two, two, two of the last goals from Punch and both unbelievable free kicks curling in. One away, from one, you know, both going in different curling directions as well. We had punching, you know, do the punching all over Twitter, didn't we? Where he was covering up his mouth. I mean, what, what do you think of the set pieces? Do you think we've improved them? I mean, we were saying, I think it was towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, the set pieces were terrible. Do the punching. Did, did you see my do the punching? I didn't, no. I'm going for a shit during our game. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, I did see that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I think set piece wise, I mean, Pardew was on record as coming in and saying he didn't have to change much when he walked through the door. In the uh, defensively and offensively, was set up brilliantly. Uh, just seen Terence's uh, do the punch and picture again. It's very upsetting seeing a, a fully grown man on the toilet. It really is. Um, but in terms of, of, of obviously punching free kicks, we talked about it last week. He wasn't, you know, he's, you, you wouldn't have thought he had that in his locker before this season, would you? No, I mean, Jednat was the main guy taking the free kicks before he went off to the Asia Cup, and then. Obviously, someone had to step up and take over, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely right, yeah. And I'm um, you know, glad he did, really. <laughs> oh! 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 All of those oohs were for what, Alex? <laughs> well, Lassie's just shot, which was probably going in the stand. Then it takes deflection and hits the post, which looks like it was going to go in. Ooh. But it didn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, the reason we, we've come back, and uh, we've come back because there's been a change for Palace. It looked like James MacArthur has some sort of an injury. Um, Who's and limping what's, off? What's happened, Alex? Glenn Murray has entered the field of play. <laughs> he has. Okay. Much to um, Albert's excitement. It's, yeah, it's Albert who's Luckily, excited. it's an um, audio medium. <laughs> 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 so, Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray. Um, Let's talk about Glenn Murray. Yeah, uh, what, what a season for him in the end. It's, it's strange how it... How things turn out. Obviously, he did. Um, didn't he start? He started Pardew's first game. He didn't did. He? Yeah, but home to uh, home to Spurs, he started that. Yeah. He looked a bit rusty, um, yeah. but straight away, I think you saw the presence and the spirit and bringing other people into the game. And I think that's the biggest thing. That when we've got players that create like Punch and Balassi and Wilf in and around, I don't think you need another one like Gale or Campbell to try and do that. I think you need a target. I think you need a man to hit, um, and and Glenn can do that. And I've said all along that I've. I've loved Glenn Murray this much and I believe that he should play purely because I think he's good enough and, mm. and he and he was our best option at yeah. the time. If someone says to me, would you have Charlie Austin? Yes, I would. I'd have him over Glenn Murray. But, wow. <laughs> would, you not, would you not have Charlie no, Austin no, over I, Glenn Murray? I, I, yeah, I, I was, um, it's more the way you said it than, than what you said, to be honest. Right. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it like no, having an affair or something? It was, yeah. I was shocked. No, I, I don't. I don't dispute that. Um, obviously, he's almost like a like a younger version, isn't mm. he? If you like. But um, no, what I was going to say about Glenn, I suppose the debate really was. I mean, I, I, I know. I hold my hands up. I didn't think he was good enough at all. I didn't. You know, yeah, I, I, admit, I agree. 
um, and, I, and, I've, and I, you know, I was proven incorrect. Um, but the debate for me always is whether or not it was, you know, people criticised because he went to Re because we sent him to Reading, whether or not sending him to Reading was actually the making of him as a Premier League player. Tony. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I remember you saying when he went that you thought it would be a good time for him to get some game time, which is the thing he really lacked. I mean, having pretty much almost a year out with that injury, he needed game time and he wasn't going to get week in, week out game time with us at the time because we, we, we couldn't afford to have someone come in who was rusty. And I think that helped his game massively. He came back and then he slotted into the squad. And interestingly, it was something we really needed as well, someone who could hold the ball up and bring the midfield in. And whilst I, I agree with that, and I remember... Me and you having a big debate about yeah, yeah. about it, but a massive debate, you know, just a big one. Um, but at the time, we couldn't afford to let him go and sign Kevin Doyle. I just don't get that. Like we we'll, we'll go, we can go back and argue this. I just don't get how we made ourselves worse at that point. Even an unfit Glen Murray is better than Kevin Doyle. Yeah, we, we talked about it at the time, and obviously, I remember the the transfer window in which it happened um, quite late. Well, even after we ended our transfer window show, we interviewed uh, Steve Parrish, and you know, and we were talking uh, about whether or not. You know what we thought of the transfer window, and I, asked, I said the same thing. I don't, you know, I was disappointed to swap Glen Murray for for Kevin Doyle, if you like. And I've always said, as long as you're upgrading, I don't mind. But it was the best option at that time. We had no but variation it, it, in up front. But on the flip side of that argument is Kevin Doyle was happy to sit on the bench. It didn't matter that to us that he sat on the bench. Put Glen Murray in that position, sitting on the bench, not getting games. Would he have become been able to come back and make the impact that he's made? But. The, but the whole point is, we're a Premier League team in a transfer window. We shouldn't be make, becoming worse off on deadline day. At that point, when we're trying to start, we should be looking to be better. Yeah. And, we, and we weren't. No, and I suppose the other point to make is that, obviously, the, the intention with Glenn Murray leaving, was, well, Warnock's intention was get just to him. get rid of him. Yeah. For, for him to join Reading on a permanent basis. So, you know, the argument of whether or not the game is made him better is almost a, a moot point in terms of calling it a mistake, because it must have been a mistake. I have an interesting idea do you think that um, one thing that's done as a favor is that but by Glen Murray going away coming back you know having had some game time slotting in so well that he has it allowed us to have rather than having to go out in the January window and panic buying for a striker which we obviously were going to need at the time if Glen Murray had gone and then Doyle had gone as well it's given us the whole of this second half of the season to decide what we're doing Glenn's fitted in quite well you know Hopefully he'll stay and we'll continue with next season. We don't have to rush to buy a striker in the uh, summer transfer. We can Ooh. take our time with it. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I think the point you're making is an interesting one, but I think that's just an explanation of how it all came together. We've been quite fortunate in a way that it's come together the way it has. He did try and sign a striker. Not no secrets. We, we, you know, we went out and tried to buy Gomez. Mm -hmm. And um, Gestead, obviously. And, yeah, we, Gestead we pursued well, but true. it's obviously forced Pardew's hand into playing him, and it's yeah. worked very well. But again, he played him in his first game, so obviously saw something in Glenn at that point. Exactly. But you know, you got to think of it this way as well. We didn't make those signings, and if Glenn Murray had run out and done his knee again in that first game, you know, who knows? Who knows where we would have ended up? So, but equally, you could say that if we had made those signings, Glenn Murray wouldn't have got his chance. He wouldn't have done, and would we know any? We wouldn't might not know any better. And all, you know who we brought in might have scored twenty goals. Oh, hindsight! Oh, <laughs> hindsight! Yeah. So we never, we don't really know. All we, all we know is that Glenn Murray, you know, has come in, proved himself Premier League quality, and we've got to, got to respect that. Why don't we have a little chat about Wilfred Zahar? We can do because we Albert, haven't. Done Albert yet. moved. Just whilst we were on the striking side, I was wondering what people think about Dwight Gale. What's you know because he was you know has got his ties into the Glenn Murray point. It's, there's always a bit of horses for courses to take into consideration. You know, mm. Dwight Gale got a lot of time under under Warnock. Uh, not so much time under Pardew and, and you know, vice versa for Glenn Murray. So where do people see what, what's gone wrong for him? 
Is it a system thing? Is it? Um, I, do you know, the thing is, I was thinking about this with Drygap. It's no, so few teams play a system that I think he would suit in the Premier League. Ow. I just dropped something on my foot. Is that a 4-4-2? Is that um, a yeah, I, I think he needs a striker alongside him. I don't think that he can play the lone striker role effectively, and I think that's been proven. I think he's had games where he's been relatively effective, and some of those have been on, sort of on the left side of a front three, and some of those have been as, almost as that lone striker. Burnley away. With a bit of support. Was, mm. Burnley away, he was, that's what he's all about. Absolutely superb. Getting chances, you know, playing on, it's almost playing on instinct and just getting, you know, getting a shot away and getting goals. So would you keep, would you keep him or send him out on loan or I, I cut your losses? I said in the last shot, I don't, I think it, it would be an error to lose him straight away. Um, but I think I could honestly see him, if we could loan him out for a season and then see how he does and then make a decision. I think if you, if we sell him off now, we're probably going to make a bit of a loss where we loan him out to a championship side and he bangs 25 goals for them we probably get value back for him. I, I, just think, I think the reality is that I believe Dwight Gale's got a future in a Crystal Palace shirt. You know, he hasn't, he? He, hasn't played, he hasn't played an awful lot this season, but, you know, if he scores Premier League goals, then, then you know, then, then he's going to stay. Then Who knows what Pardew's going to do next year? What do you th- I mean, how do you see him fitting into the side, though? That's the problem I have. I don't think he offers enough. He doesn't hold the ball up enough. But for the way we play, but I suppose if we change the way we play, or we keep who, developing yeah, this, exactly. Style. Who knows what we're going to do? Like it's, yeah. it's like it's like the Jednak debate. People say, "Oh, you know, we're not we're not going to be we can't have him. We're too different without him." Who knows what we're going to do? Well, uh, Tony, come in on that, and then we'll have a little chat about how the game's going. Yeah, I think I think I agree with a lot of the points that have been made. I think the frustrating thing with Dwight Gale is I think what, one way I saw him going, you know, it's a good finisher and he's got pace. Is that maybe he could have come in and done something similar to what Andy Johnson did when he was playing for us, you know, as the lone striker. But unfortunately, you're right; it hasn't worked out from that point of view. So I think maybe going on loan, as um, Terence said, let him bang in. You know, championship, he can do it at that level. Increase his value, see if he comes back. If he comes back, fits in the squad or finds his place, then fantastic. If he doesn't, then look to recoup some money from there. But yeah. for the benefit of Gale's career, obviously, he probably should be looking to move in the summer, realistically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for me, we've got, we've got a guy on the bench that we know that can come on and score us a goal. You yeah. know, if you give him one opportunity, he's going to score a goal. We'd be I'm, silly to let I'd that go. I'd be a bit brutal here, but I've seen him come off the bench and have absolutely zero impact as well. And that's what worries me about him. That's where I would point to him... You know, potentially having a future away from Sellers Park. That's yeah. that's where he's never convinced me. He's never performed anything. Never performed consistently. Um, he scored goals fairly consistently, but he's just not performed. As <laughs> Did you just see that touch? Alan Pardew backhill volley there. That was beautiful. <laughs> Sign him up. Yeah. Um, but saying that, you know how difficult it is to come off the bench a lot. To um, if you're getting minutes here and there, but you're not getting any sort of consistent run, it can be very difficult. And I think a good example of this is. Breda Hangerland at the beginning of last season, he didn't at the beginning of this season he hadn't had a preseason. Yeah. Looks awful, but as soon as he got some games under his belt, he started to look very, very assured and like a Premier League centre back. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. There's nothing quite like games for, for you know for sharpness and fitness. Mm. Well when he was in the team consistently around that Christmas period, he scored goals. Mm. It's a yeah, it's a difficult one to call, but in those, even in those goal scoring performances. You know, he's a striker, so great. He's done. He's done his job, hasn't he? But the job in this team, I've always thought, is a bit more than that. It's it's what you get from Schmack. It's what you get from Murray. Uh, it's winning fouls. It's it's linked. Talk, to talking of winning fouls, I think we just got our first free kick of the afternoon. Yes, <laughs> it's Jed Knuckle punchy in range though. <laughs> um, Let's do a commentary. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Jed in that range if you were to m- put the goal roughly where the TV screen is. <laughs> he's had that one against Liverpool, but and he's rightly got goal of the season for it. But I'm much happier looking at Punch and lining that one up. 
Jason, Jason Punchin. It's about, it's about what, 40, probably 42 yards. Standing over the ball. He's not doing the punching. He's not being precise, Alex. He's standing over the ball with his orange boots. Yeah. He pulls away. Strike. Oh, oh. Next fine soiree. Right out the training ground there. Zaha, a Zaha I'm just blind. Yeah. Zaha, <laughs> bad end product. Yeah. Bad end product. We've said it time and time and again with Zaha. He's got the potential to be absolutely unbelievable player, <laughs> but just needs the end product to sort out. That's the only thing left in his career. He's done the defensive work now. It's just that end product to make him a star. Yeah, I mean, it's like any winger, it's inconsistent, isn't it? I've keep, I keep having this conversation with people. I think I was even having this conversation with Joe. Are you still sulking over there, Joe? I'm watching the game. Can we... Um, <laughs> good man. Can, um, we, can you get your mic for a Half-time whistle. What were we talking about? About Zaha. Wilf. About Wilf, yeah. yeah. About the, um, people moan about the delivery, but then in terms of delivery from out wide, how often is a football successful? I think, it, I think you don't score, games don't finish 25 goals. Exactly. Each, and a, and a, a player like that, when, when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. It goes really wrong, doesn't it? You know, when he puts a bad cross in, it's diabolical. Um, but... Say he has ten chances a game, you know he's going to take one, and if that that one can be the different, op- you know, yeah. the, the difference between winning and losing a game, and that's what you, that's what you gamble with when you have players like Balassi and Wilf, and that's all we're about, really, anyway, isn't it? We'll um, we'll pick this subject up again when we come back after half time. Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact. Oh, what happened? What happened there? What, what, what happened? They all lined up on the halfway line. We performed like a palace line, charge. Just, just as as you, uh, you've got a microphone. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Speak uh, into the thing. So it was a, um, there was a YouTube video of them doing it in some Latvian league and they lined up all 10 outfield players on the halfway line, mm. launched it into the penalty area with one pass backwards and they scored from it. And I think um, Padre has been watching YouTube this week, and all, we've just tried la- it ourselves. All Latvian football. <laughs> well, you never know, Andre Rubens. There's some bargains to be had out there. <laughs> there are, yeah. Just Where got was Klinko from? Klinko Latvian. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. was. Yeah. A bit before my time, but yeah, well, yeah. D- well done. Actually. Very I'll, pleased with yourself. I'll, I was at Filbert Street when Rubens pinged in that 40-yarder into the top <laughs> corner. Oh, what a goal that was! He, oh, it was about three games where he was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I mean, he was I, but quick. I, I like believe really after when he retired, he actually went into um, commercials for skincare. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting <Really>? career choice. <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> um, um, anyway. you, Anyone who remembers what Andre Rubin's face looked yeah. like will know what I'm talking yeah, about. It was, <laughs> it was very niche. I apologise. <laughs> Maybe in Latvia, that's the look. Yes. You'll need a visual aid with that joke. Google Andre Rubin's. That was his name, wasn't it? No, I don't know. Rubens is R-U-B-I-N-S. We need to track him down and get him on the show, I think. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> him and Kalinko do a joint interview. Yeah. Anyway. Get a translator. Um, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Go on, Chris. Anyways, pull a question out. You've got one somewhere. It's, 40, um, it's 47 minutes on the clock now. There is. Uh, currently, the screen's reading out happy birthday to Robert Cooper. Love from Martin, Stephen, Luke and Robert. Well, I'd like nice. to add oh, my, um, my, wi- my good wishes to Robert Cooper as well. Was that his name? And Sean Beach and all as well. Happy birthday, from Sean. From Wendy. Well done, Sean. And all the family. It's a bit non-specific in all the family, isn't it? David Sid Walker. Why is he uh, Sid? 
Um, it's not short for David, is it? I think it references back as um, to his early years when he was on acid. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, so short for acid. Yes. <gasps> oh, Wayne uh, Hennessy. A little bit of a scramble there. As no, a it's a spill from Wayne Hennessy. Yeah, Wouldn't get yeah, that from yeah. Speroni, would you? Well, yeah. that's that's ev- the thing is, you joke about that, Alex, but it's a good good talking point, isn't it? What um, you know, he's on a hide into nothing, isn't he? Really, uh, he's, he's going to be like if he takes over from Speroni, he's going to like not like the most. Ooh. I don't mean hated, but like the most kind of. I can't I can't think of the word. Like everyone's going to like him, but but like back secretly, like why yeah. did he take Speroni's place? Yeah, he's. I mean, you know, when he, it's happened for any player who's got to follow uh, follow a legend, really, isn't it? It's oh. like um, oh. it's like whoever takes over from me on Homestar Radio. It'll happen one day. <laughs> or Glenn Murray. Huh? <laughs> Sooner rather than that, yeah. I think I think. <laughs> yeah, I think after today it will be. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he'll be wasteful. Very nice. There. I thought. Um, um, we were gone. I think Breda Hangerland's done very well today as he stops Gomez yet again. Now. Yeah. No. He's, he's say he's, he never <laughs> lets us down really when he does play. Um, yeah, good, good score player. Um, we were, we were talking about Wilf, weren't we, before the um, before the break? Um, talking about the fact that you know maybe his final ball isn't quite there, but he's, I think he's, he certainly improved on that. And we saw a case of um, once again Yannick there in a really good position and not quite getting that final ball away. Um, all this talk of him being a, a forty million pound footballer. I don't know if you've seen the um, interview he did for. Um, most recently, he came out. I think came out from the Spurs website or something like that. Of all things, when um, when uh, he, he's basically said that Palace have done a great thing for him, but he wants to be playing for a club in Europe, pushing for trophies. Like that's a direct quote from him. Mm-hmm. Have you heard it? I mean, I, I hadn't heard it, but it, it doesn't surprise me. You know, the reality is that every football player wants to play at the highest possible level, and and if you get an offer that to play in the Champions League when you're not playing in the Champions League you're going to take it that's the reality as much as he appreciates what we did for him and I'm sure he'll, he'll understand that and he'll say that if, if he does go But it's, it's more a case of the, the, there's obviously these constant um, oh. mentions in the media of late I mean these tend to follow an agent who's trying to, who's, you know, trying to push for a push, push for his client to get a move away and that's what I'm starting to worry about I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced oh. now that Yannick what is, is actually looking to get away I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm just thinking about five men. Shoot, mate. Oh, oh over. Tackled by the pitch. Who is it, Chris? Who would you look at? if? If let's say the worst happens and he goes, who would you get in to replace him? It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, the, the question first of all is that you look at the club as it is now. You know, how much would we miss Balassi? We had good form while he was away in the African Cup of Nations. Um, how much would we miss him? I, I think, I think so much because I think that's why the the management brand and round that uh, that prize because we're in such a safe position now that. We don't have to let anyone go. If someone said to me, well, would you take 20 million for Scott Dan? No way. What's the point? Because I think it would take 20 million to try and replace something like that. Then you've got to convince the player and pay him more than Scott Dan earns. It's just going to be... We're in a, such a lovely position where, obviously, footballers have a lot of say on that. Because if Balassi wants to go, he could really push it through, couldn't he, in reality, by yeah. saying that. But I just, think, I just think the reality is that he likes Palace enough to remain professional. And I don't think he realises that, personally. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I certainly don't know how we, how we would replace him like for like. There's a lot of you know decent wingers. Um, you know, you look at the two the two clubs playing in the playoff final. That's not over yet, is it? But you've got a Doma, no, tomorrow. Doma in mid- Yeah, there you go. You've got a Doma uh, for Middlesbrough, and you've got Redmond. For I was going to say Red. Redmond Redmond's direct. I really like Redmond, but yeah, Norwich don't go up. I think he's someone we should definitely go in for. 
I mean, that, those are two two obvious answers. But um, speaking to Norwich season ticket holders, they will say the same about Redmond. Again, you've got to remember, we only see the six-second highlights and the goals yeah. and so on. Time and time again, his end product isn't there. So it's the same with any winger you get. I, I for one, I, I'd be really sad to see Balassi go because... I've always said this, I don't come to Palace every week for the results. If I came for the results, I would have stopped supporting us a long time ago. I want to come here and I'll, I want to be with my friends and my family and support my team and be entertained at times when, it, when I'm doing it as well. And Yannick Balassi entertains me a lot. Yeah, there's no one quite like him in the Premier League, is there, as well? No, no one who's sort of... You know, this whole thing about his unpredictability and all that time yeah you know he, he got quite annoyed about it mm. you know earlier on in the season and said that you know i do know what i'm doing it's yeah it's not that yeah well, not i really that enjoyed that yeah. the video on the uh, crystal palace youtube channel when mm. he's um was showing the skill that he did yeah. and he's like yeah but keep telling me i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. i think one thing i like as well lassie one thing i always loved is whenever we used to have a corner down here because obviously i sit in the homesdale um corner nearest to where we are actually now and I always liked when he would cheer up the crowd and he would get the crowd involved and he'd be waving and saying make more noise make more noise and I think that's brilliant when you get a player that can try and interact with the he plays with a smile as well exactly yeah it's nice to see a player actually enjoying playing playing the game because it is you know as, as much as they're um I think he's not smiling now. No, we gave we gave the commentators curse there didn't we but no as much as we talk about the Swansea players <laughs> who well, they might, they might, we might give them the curse. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, a bit of space yeah. now. Well, we talked about Gomez and he keeps falling over, so maybe that does work. Um, I'm just pausing my speech to see if Wilf gets this ball. That's oh, a that's foul. a horrible foul. We have a nice little free kick in the corner there. Jazz <laughs> <laughs> Better than Ward, isn't he? <laughs> that Jazz Richards. It was, it was nice, the view we have here of um, the Homesdale just all going up in arms in one go there was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, one jump up. Must be quite intimidating for officials when you see it from that sense. When you've got thousands of people mm. baying for your blood if you don't make a decision. Yeah, that doesn't seem <laughs> doesn't seem to affect them at Palace. I don't know. But, um, no, it's been, I'd say uh, start this second half. Swansea have uh, kind of stepped up a gear, haven't they? Put us under a bit more pressure, don't you think? But they are leaving a lot of space at the back, which we seem to be getting into as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's obviously that's the effect of, uh, of them pushing forward. Yeah, my bottle's oh. lovely at the start yeah. of the second half. Oh, it does passage. smell pretty good, it's I have good. to say. It's beefy. It smell. Oh. It's delicious. And that's a um, bit of a waste, that free kick. This is almost going back now. to the conversation we had about the t- right tea, wasn't it? Let's not go there again. <laughs> it's all pre-made here. The, the, it's it's oh. wrong for me off. So you've got to steam the cup first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, this is it. This is, a, this is the test of who was listening. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> what's the next step? <laughs> That gives you at least an extra um, two minutes worth of warmth, if I remember. My work yeah. here is done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leave the course, tea bag in because it gets of course there the was scum. a conversation that wasn't broadcast about that, where Nick uh, revealed that um, he felt that you taking the mug directly out of the dishwasher was superior to um, to the sort of cup warming method. To steaming. Method, to steaming. And, you know... He, wasn't, he doesn't even rinse the cup when he comes out of the dishwasher. If I'm honest, in time efficiency purposes, running an hour-long dishwasher whilst you're boiling <laughs> the kettle, I know the kettle can take a while when you're washing it, <laughs> but come on. Yeah, he's not thought that through at all. No. Um, One would say he's a mug for suggesting it. Have you said, uh, <laughs> have you used a pun uh, in tribute <laughs> to Nick? Only the best. Mm. I was going to say, it, it, it must mean it takes him ages to finish 
his cup of tea. Oh, oh, don't call it oh, 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 sorry. Didn't Murray's totally ruined my awful pun there. He really has, yeah. Yes. Um, I always find that a bit of radio silence is good for everyone to just compose their it thoughts. It happens quite a lot when other commentators are doing it. And yeah. It's true, but we're not technically... And then Mark Lawrence and goes like, Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. Just to break it. He <laughs> does. Oh, no. <laughs> I've just seen a, a picture on the big screen there of the pitch, Chris, and that's yeah. been massively over the last two seasons has been quite controversial we, we could say and I know they're laying it again this this yeah. summer but it's well, actually helped us a lot and I know I know it hasn't in some cases but yeah. the way that we kind of gamble out wide and oh, it's, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you do want to happen no one shall back what's happened what's you moaning about <laughs> oh you're kidding me oh it's been given Hang on. No, it has it's it's been given. Oh. Oh. What was that about? Shemak wants more goals. Just for, <laughs> <laughs> just for a moment there, we thought our... Um, just just so you know, almost in time with this, Newcastle have gone one new up as well, so we're actually 10th place at the moment. That top half of the table. That is cracking yeah, top news. Top half of the table. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Good goal. Yeah. Should we explain the goal? Yeah, How did the goal happen? Yeah, I, I was know. it a free kick? It was a free kick. <laughs> Yeah. Free kick came in from one. Terence, you can Yeah, free, quit, free kick lofted towards the back stick. Scott Dan heads it back cross goal. Marwan Shamak. Takes a touch. Free on the penalty. Crosses it, it now. off his chest and smashes it, smashes it past Fabianski. Left foot. Oh, that touch from Murray. <laughs> oh, that touch from Shamak. <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> Oh, oh. So Palace, obviously, um, well, you would know this, but they've taken the lead in the 57th minute-ish. 57.35. Yeah, but it was before that, It was before it? that, I'm just yeah. saying the time now. Yeah, right. Like a talking clock. Um, yeah, uh, good goal, and I'd say, it, weirdly, it came at a time where, you know, in, in this second half. <laughs> Can anybody else feel the stand bouncing yeah, this, underneath um, us? the studio is slightly moving. That's Joe walking out. <laughs> <laughs> he's, managed to, he's managed to stay in. Uh, we may not hear from him again today. He's, um, he's a Potter Palace. And, and that's, that's the way, way we like, like it. it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry. I can only apologise. <laughs> there is some jumping around there going on. Not. We will get our composure back at some point. And I really, really hope Mikey decides to edit around some of this. Oh. He he's the kind of guy who won't. Um, whilst we're, sorry, whilst we're on Shamak, are there any of the people in here of the of the type that actually thinks he's not that good and what does he bring to the team? Because there seems to be a few of them around on the, social media. There are on social media. Any yeah. of them in here? Mm. No, are because they, we're professionals, Albert. Are we? Sometimes. They get paid, don't they? I've had to pay for my own bovril, I think. It's outrageous. <laughs> Other hot drinks are available. <laughs> um, no, I, I think we're... I think we're on record, all of us, as, as talking about how much we rate Shamak. And it's interesting that he's been out most of this season. Oh, he's in? Um, oh, referee. Will, very nearly in there. Um, that Shemak, we've, we have missed him this season, despite the, the great results. Um, and what about leading the line, though? Because 
he was up front on his own last weekend, well, with Balassi kind of even further ahead than he was. But can he lead the line realistically for Palace? He can do it, but he's not where he's best. I was talking about it earlier. I agree. He, he is best. I just don't think he's a striker. striker. I just don't think he, personally for me, I just don't think he's a striker. I know he has just scored, but he doesn't have enough goals in him, him to do it. And he, he creates so much with a bit of space. Um, mm. I think it's really good. I think we mentioned earlier now, Glenn and and Shamak playing together could be an opportunity to see those two if, if they've got potential next season to yeah. play up top together as well I think um, it's a bit of a mute point talking about Shamak in a high line <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got to go shave it off lad some shave point, it off at some point and speaking as a man who's follically challenged <laughs> at some point you just have to accept it just, I, just accept I, it. I love the way that he, he must wake up every morning do his hair look in the mirror and go you are looking good, Marwan. <laughs> you are looking good. Anyway, Take don't, on the day. Don't have a go at him. He's a top geezer. <laughs> but what is a geezer? <laughs> what is a geezer? Brilliant. Oh. <laughs> As the Palace fans try and let's all laugh at Mill, there's a little bit of a break in play. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that, that goal seems to have uh, slightly shocked Swansea. And it's slightly shocked Fabianski to the point that he can't actually get up off the floor. Yeah. He fouled Wilf, and now he's claiming... Well, he, he hit Wilf, and now he's the one that's injured. Uh, goal being shown again on the big screen. Oh, look at the touch from Shamak. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Look at the head across, though. As much as I love him, he's dangerously close, just blasting it straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. Some say, you know, you knock it low like a penalty, put it, put it too close, they can't get there. Just, Someone said that just once, in sure. order to um, piss Alex off more than anything, um, that's what Glenn Murray should have done against... Um, Manchester United mm. just fully agree your, put your laces for it don't fiddle around trying to chip it bury it I, no, I agree I, I completely agree that, that Murray should have scored that but I think he's done more than enough this season to outweigh his negatives yeah. it's pinpoint one I think is harsh I don't know I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it up on my phone now I, um, I looked at when everyone was getting upset that Punchin and um, Dan had been left out of the England squad and I was looking at Glenn Murray's outputs this season compared to the rest of the strikers yeah. in the England squad. And obviously, with the exception of Charlie Austin, he far outweighs everyone. Mm-hmm. So scoring an average of 0.76 goals per game. And the closest to him is Wayne Rooney at 0.39. Wow. And most assists joint with Jamie Vardy at 0.33 a game on average. And they let him in. Yeah. <laughs> Scored. Yeah. Scored today. Yes. Well, that's his fifth of the season, so that's enough to, yeah. know, to get that's you into Murray's got more than that. Yeah, Murray's yeah. got more than that. Murray's got time. seven, I think. Six or seven, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you factor in, he's eight goals for running as well. Yeah, exactly. They don't count in those stats, I might add. Do they not? Okay. No. No. No, yeah. It, you know, it says it all, doesn't it? Can't really argue with any of that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, basically, Ward, Murray, Dan... Punchin, that's four of the England starting at Evans. Why don't we actually talk about that? Because as a I club, we've got a lot of a lot of English players, well, which is definitely with uh, the interview that we did with Steve Browett earlier. He he spoke a lot um, about how the England player get uh, a lot of that 1990 team under Steve Coppel got into the England squad. Mm. Could we can see the same <laughs> happening? <laughs> Wilf has fouled uh, himself. We'll come back to that. Just put that into context. Um, Wilf managed to trip himself up at least twice. And they get the, still and still to, keep the ball. Still keep the ball. <laughs> Great bit um, of commentary there, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, so as I was saying, you'll hear from the Steve Rowett interview in yeah. talking about the amount of our squad from 1990 that got into the England squad. We could, in good 
two, three years' time be talking about the same thing from this squad when you look at Zaha and Punchin and Scott Dan and Joel yeah, Ward? It's not, it's not ridiculous. Some, you know, at the start of the season, it was almost ridiculous to start talking about Punchin in the England squad, to start talking about you know, Will forcing his way back in. Uh, what did you make of Will not getting in the under-21s? I mean, obviously, I'm pleased from a Palace perspective and from a selfish perspective, but... Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not really that surprised if... If the, 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 if the stories are true about his influence off the field. But then the, the arguments are that it was when he was at the under-21s when he got his head turned towards United because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, you earn how much? If you go to a big club, you earn this much. Yeah. So, But no, with, um, going back to Jason Punchin, I think um, we, I was talking about it with Joe earlier, and it's until he pieces together two parts of a season, because both of these last years, it's only really after January that he's turned up. So. I think this season you've seen so much more out of him when oh his hamstring's gone. Oh. Sorry, not punching. Marouane's hamstring has just oh, hit, hit the window that we're though, standing yeah. in front of. Yeah, that's twice this season he's done that hamstring. Yeah, that's that that terrible, terrible news. Um, Jordan Match coming on. Uh, but anyway, Punchins has so much more responsibility and I think that's something that's really brought the best out of him in that central role and and, and Pardew talk, talks about in his press conferences about the responsibility and the, and the influence he has in and around the, the changing room and the, and the training ground. And I think that's something that's brought so much more out of him. And it's just been kind of a perfect fit, really, for Pardew and, Pardew and Punchin, allowing that kind of free-roaming football, allowing, yeah. that, allowing that head. And if he carries on as he is, Roy Hodgson's got no excuse. He's got no excuse to, uh, to not pick him. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous that um, Alex Manos is going to get to rub down that hamstring later, <laughs> <laughs> Marouane Schumach. Um, it's, it's just a, you know, it is a crying shame to see him go off again um, injured. Because yeah. obviously when... Standing he, ovation. Yeah, and rightly so. In fact, we better join in, I think. Yeah. That's really coming across. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice and loud, that. Well done, well done lads. Um, no, seriously, he's... You know that that is a that's what third time this season. Third time it's hamstring, but Jordan Ma- Jordan much coming on. Yeah, good chance well, to get a look at him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what have we made of him? Because I think um, not much. Yeah, he he hasn't really performed in a Crystal Palace shirt. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think he's got I, I, better with each game, but he hasn't yeah. looked. He hasn't looked five six million pounds yeah, that we paid. I was for just him. thinking of another, trying to think of another pun, but I stopped myself. Yeah, no, he, he has he has got better, but. He's got an awful lot to do to win people over because he, he came into the side unfit, he, um, you know, and he, and he didn't look up to the standard. And people, that's the first impression that people will stick with, unfortunately. Um, so, so Jordan Much probably got more to do than most to actually... Um, I think a bit like Pat Suarez as well, but he's obviously yeah, he's started uh, to improve. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so just watching more skills from Milf. Um, no, I, I, yeah, genuinely speaking, uh, you know, I think Much could do... An awful lot by get right by getting a goal today. Mm-hmm. You know, just it, it would just set people's minds right about him because they're going to judge him harshly. And but like he, you say, Suarez. He is, he is a good player though, Jordan. Match. You know, we saw it last season. Was it twelve Premier League goals or something yeah, like that? Six one two, whatever it was. But and Cardiff fans team is good. Yeah. All my QPR mates aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's oh, Jimenez! Oh! Save on the line from Fabianski there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Um, but Wilfred Zaha skilled two players up there and he turns around and smiles. And Pardew yeah. said that that was the biggest thing that Wilfred needs to add to his game. Yeah. Forget, all the, forget all the defending or going forward or whatever. It's his, it's his mentality. And he needs to look at Yannick and, and, and look, at, look at how he plays and just smile a bit more and enjoy himself yeah. a little bit more. And don't let making a bad cross go against him because he's going to yeah. have so many a game. 
At, at the moment, Wilfred Zaha looks like the year 11 kid in the school playground playing against year 7s. Just <laughs> absolutely running rings around them. Well, I mean, he, you know, that, that turn just ended me. I was still looking, I was looking where he should have gone. <laughs> still don't know where he is. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so we were talking. We were talking. So we were talking about much. Um, so another another signing we've had. What about uh, Lee Chung Yong? Um, way too early to judge. You know, the guy had a broken leg. Um, but what do you think? So we've seen a couple of glimpses. I think you can look at. I think most people have looked at him and said that there's a real player there. Um, how he fits in, I'm not sure. Um, but again, when we spoke about that Pardew versatility, it gives you another option to go into a game. You know, when you want to do does, different yeah. things, I think that's the kind of he's looking for players that do do different things. And I think we could say the same about Jordan March. That kind of signing was not really one that fits our formation realistically. Yeah, if you yeah. think about it, he's probably not a ten, and he's probably not a box to box. You know, he is a central midfielder. Which I, I, really I want to see. Him. I want to see him right side. I have to say, um, Chung Young, that is yeah, not yeah. much. Yeah, I want to see him play play on the right wing. Um, and I think we'll, we'll see what you know what he's got to bring because I think it's going to be strange because he obviously doesn't have the pace that that kind of your Wilshire Balassies and have. You pluralised uh, Wilson Balassies. The Wilfs and the Balassies. Two the Balassie twins. <laughs> he's already got he's already Wilf got a fan triplets. base over here because there was a picture tweeted last week. I noticed that uh, as he was leaving the ground, there was a lot of uh, South Koreans trying to get his autograph. Well, how do you know there were South Koreans? They could be North Koreans. That's a very true point. Yeah, it could just so, be far, could same, be mate. could be Far Eastern for we know. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it's a fair point. No, I know you mean it, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to have someone from the Far East back in the Palace squad again. <laughs> to be honest, it's, uh, there's a there's a lot of tourists here, but uh, long before we started signing. <laughs> <laughs> Children, honestly. <laughs> um, it, it, oh. mm, yeah. If we, if we could get fancy eye on here, oh mate, that'd be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Is Make he, it happen. Is he based in this country? No. Now? What's our budget like? <laughs> budget. <laughs> I could just like to reiterate. I have to pay for my own bovril. So <laughs> chances of fan coming on. Something's happened that we can't see there. Uh, behind the gantry, I think it was Glenn Murray was fouled somehow. Ja- was that Jazz Richards? Again, yes. The, uh, superior oh, no, it's Bartley. Carl Bartley. What number? 27, Carl Bartley. Programming confirmation. <laughs> Thanks. That's all right. Doesn't look like Bartley. But it is him. What? Who's so I've been so Leon distracted by that, the HF dancing there. I don't know why. Um, I cannot believe Swansea have just given the captain's armband to Fabianski. Oh, he's the world's greatest goalkeeper as well now. By the way, this is just is one he? of these one of these moments where I'm ha- going to go on a massive rant because he, he got saved Premier a League bunch of shots. Yeah, yeah, no, he got Premier League goalkeeper of the year, didn't yeah. he, the season? But like, the bloke is so average; it's unbelievable. Who do you think should have got it? De Gea. De Gea. Yeah. And then after that, <laughs> well, do, do, do they they base it on clean sheets, don't they? Yeah. Um, We're just morons. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, Steady on I, I think it's safe to say David De Gea is a considerably better goalkeeper. Oh, well, Brendan Rodgers is also like, you know, going to get manager of the season or something, even though he's losing like 12-0 or whatever to Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Alex. But, but he's playing total football as he's emotional. doing it, so it's all right. Um, yeah, there's an interesting question, because uh, Pard- Pardew's done similar to what Pulis did to him Oh, Scott year. Dan has literally just... Oh, oh. sorry, sorry, Tony. <laughs> just watching some absolutely amazing football from Palace. Just had to stop... 
So Pardew's done similar to what Pulis did for us last year, in the fact, took over a team that looked like they were in the relegation fight and took us to a mid-table and quite comfortably as well. Uh, Pardew's never... N- was not in the running, I don't think, even this year, when you look at some of the other managers in the Premier League. Yeah, Mourinho got it, didn't he? But Mourinho got it. Pearson, you could argue, would be another one that potentially should have got it. Um, I did, sorry, Chris, do you want... No, I just, I, um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you look at Pulis getting it last year and, and what he did, and I honestly look at what Pardew did and think that was better. Um, but am I, is it just because I hate Tony Pulis? Yeah, I think, I, it, I think it is, because at the time we, we had well. a team... Oh, sorry. We had sorry. A, at the time, sorry. at the time, we had a, a team full of players that, that hadn't played in the Premier League. A lot of them, a lot of them that everyone had written off, and in fact, probably ourselves thought players we had there weren't good enough that, yeah. that had made the cut. And we added a few in the summer, but it's, it's about confidence a lot of it as well. And, and this season, Pardew's just seemed to get out of the players what we know that they've got. Um, mm. But what I love most about the transition, why I potentially think that Pardew has done a better job is the way that he's managed to transform the way we play football the, the Pulis reign was about it was back to the, stu- the standard was, way wasn't yeah, it yeah it was it was simple football but it was effective oh come on it was simple it was simple football but effective Pardew's got us to play like a lot of time looking like Barcelona you know yeah right and that's what we're seeing now Alex isn't it I mean if you aren't watching this game when you've heard this you haven't actually seen this game live the full 90 minutes you probably won't get to see some of the stuff that we're just seeing it is some absolutely phenomenal football from Palace. Wilf is absolutely on another planet yeah. at the moment. He's gone up to the year 13 kid now <laughs> against the year 7. Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello, listeners. That, that's Nick. <laughs> a lovely, smooth radio voice. Yeah, he's got a beautiful radio voice. It's... Um, it's a pleasure to work with him. To be fair, I think Terence and Albert managed to put in enough puns for Nick. Yeah. They really have been doing your job for you, Nick. So, good times. Anyway, let's, um, let's give my heartfelt goodbye again. <laughs> it's going to feel a little less sincere. <laughs> Alex is already wiping tears away from his eyes. He's such an emotional oh, chap, isn't he? Is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Albert said that's the fart, by the way. It was, yeah. it was not on mic at the moment, but... Come on, <laughs> come close to me, Albert. Let's get to get yeah, like, a, like a no, boy Robson, band. Robson and Jerome. Yeah, like a boy band. Get close to the yeah. mic. A bit closer. Hi. That's it. Like you're going to an away game. Hi. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it's been a. It's not go that much. I really got. I can't even look at those guys. It's been um. It's been a, you know it's been a, a long season for us. It's it's been challenging at times, but we've we've uh, very much enjoyed. Bringing you Homestay Radio every week. <laughs> Chris, is this why we don't meet up in person? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, well, mainly so Joe don't fart on us, and then and then <laughs> if, like leave the room. He's just left it. He's just gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man knows the the thing to do in that situation. He's, he's going to walk in with, with Steve Parrish. <laughs> he's going to walk in with Steve Parrish and go, "Those dirty cunts." <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Uh, we've, we've got a C bomb. <laughs> Got a C-bomb. Hopefully that will be uh, broadcast after 9 o'clock. If you're listening to it on the podcast and you're uh, of an age where you shouldn't have heard <laughs> that word, then uh, just email Terence. Uh, um, what are you, Terence, at redandbluearmy.co.uk? You will get me there, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and just tell, you, tell him what you think of him, really. <laughs> Preferably with as many C-bombs as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just email um, and say, hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, um... Look, I can't, I can't, 
I'm going to have to thank everyone on mass because my brain isn't going to remember everybody who's contributed to the show. But um, I want to thank producer Mikey for being quite lazy this year. Not doing very much at all. It was good that he turned up today. Um, you know, and also we've had two other producers, Tom, who just breaks everything, and Tavry's done really well, to be honest with me. <laughs> um, so obviously thanks to them, and thanks to all of the presenters, um, all of the people in this room who have presented. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, that's, you're yeah. very welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Anytime, Chris. It's been nice joining the team late on in the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you learned your call up and you've, you've done well. Yeah. Um, oh. But obviously the main thanks goes to you guys for listening and particularly those of you who went to hrlradio.net forward slash premium and <laughs> downloaded our premium podcast. Five hours of fun. <laughs> and teacups. <laughs> teacups, mainly tea related. but that seems to have Seamless. Been. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, brilliant. It's, it's, honestly, we only exist because you guys listen, which is... Obviously, I've given the way for you to kill us by <laughs> just not listening. But don't do that. <laughs> and, in fact, courage, encourage friends, family, and in fact, everyone. Just encourage everyone. People you meet on the street, tramps, any of them. Encourage them to download and listen as well. Um, specifically, we I think QPR fans, after your response to them, I think yeah. they'd, like, they'd like a listen. Yeah, they would like a listen. I did repeatedly call them dickheads, but uh, <laughs> just happened. Maybe for next year we should have a Homestyle Radio Player of the Year award and go onto the pitch and present it there and get some free advertisement. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we could go to the pub. We could go to the pub, and that's, that's where I'm going to go fairly shortly. <laughs> anyway. On the um, grounds that none of us definitely did not drink inside the pitch today. No, we couldn't do that. It was impossible. Yeah. Exactly. It was impossible. Well, how could we have done that? We couldn't. No, why do you even bring it up? Anyway, this has gone on way too long. <laughs> it's the longest but goodbye ever. Yeah. I don't like... Say goodbye to be your theme song. Yeah. Hey, goodbyes. Oh, I can see Steve Parrish, I think. Oh, and uh, is he crossing the pitch towards us or is he running away? Oh, no, it's just not him. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> it's just someone else with shit hair. Oh, come oh, on. You have the same oh. haircut as Steve Parrish. Oh. Right, I'm you, need, you need to see me yeah, to understand the irony of that yeah, comment. I'm, I do have Can really we tweet a picture of Terence, please? <laughs> just, to, just along with the show, just so we know. Brilliant. Bye. <laughs> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.